Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the DXM podcast. I am Colborn Bell. I am here with DP, uh, founder of Soul Savvy. We're going to start this right where we start everything. Would love just to hear a quick intro about yourself uh, and what brought you to the NFT space. Absolutely. Um, I've been in the sneaker industry now for, oh man, 12 years, which um, is almost my whole lifetime at this point. Um, started a couple of businesses. My most recent venture is called Soul Savvy. It is basically a web two community for, for people who love sneakers. And we built um, different technology and, and a whole platform around that premise. And, you know, I've been tracking the NFT space since about um, summer of 2020. And I've just seen the potential of what blockchain can do for an industry that has not innovated for a long time. That's very, you know, typical e-commerce. And that's that's excited me. And um, that's why we decided to jump in the space earlier this year. Nice. I am no sneakerhead anymore, but I do see those uh, red, white and black Jordans behind you. And those have always been a favorite colorway of mine. That that is a 1985 Jordan one way back. Um, nice. I've maybe worn it twice. I'm a little scared to wear it, but I figure the day that it, the sole comes apart that um, it'll rest on the mantle. So I'm trying to get in a month, uh, every couple months, get in a wear. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tell us, tell us more, I, I'd say, let's go into a little more depth about the problems that you are seeing and, and what blockchain begins to solve. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest problems in, in sneakers right now is loosely, I would say the exploitation of e-commerce, right? Mm. It's essentially botting. Um, we saw that in the ticketing space in 2015, 2016, um, you couldn't get concert tickets if your life depended on it. Someone was using a bot to, to buy and, and resell. Um, and, and sneakers um, is really struggling with that problem because stores, most stores were not sophisticated enough. There's obviously, there's different things supporting that. But I think at the end of the day, um, brands, uh, stores, whoever it might be, they don't know who their real end consumer is. Um, sneakers is, has a $6 billion resale economy on top of the, the primary industry. So what happens is a brand has a hundred units of a sneaker, they sell out, but they don't really know who they sold it to. They don't know, did this sell out? Cause my customers wanted it. Did this sell out? Cause someone speculated that my customers would want it. And now there's a middle person in that transaction, which currently is, you know, two multi, I mean, maybe in billions in valuation, um, uh, secondary marketplaces and StockX and goats that again, you don't know, you don't know all, all the data points that you're working with are not accurate. And for me, it was very interesting to, you know, the simple premise of I bought your NFT. I still own your NFT. What access do I get to, whether that's more product or, or events or, or certain content? Um, how do you give that to people who have been with you since day one or mm. day hundred? And there's, I see a modern, uh, not modern, a futuristic version of a rewards program mm -hmm. in, a, in simple terms to help people understand that really allows brand and consumer to just come closer because the gap's been widening and widening. And um, that's not healthy for, for any space that's as big as this one. Yeah, right. It's, it's about uh, loyalty and then just like direct yeah. to, to the end user. Um, yeah. You know, I, I read that crazy article recently about you know, that guy who was just popped for whatever. Oh, yeah. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 70 uh, million or something like that. 67, yeah. 
Yeah, you would you would know better. But if that isn't kind of like endemic of of yeah, just what we see a lot of, and what we were always trying to solve was um, let's you know let's cut out the dealers, let's cut out the middlemen, let's let's show what people care about really, uh, and let's have kind of like that symbolic token uh, yeah. that sits in the middle of it. Yeah. Well, everyone wants to know who their customers are. That's why they say, "Hey, give give us your email. Give us your 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 phone number. Let us contact you. Create an account to get free shipping." They they want to know who these people are. Um, the challenge is the the fever pitch and the hype of of sneakers the past five years, especially, has turned. It, like I said, it's given it's given the industry a six seven billion dollar market right on top, which is just is just challenging, right? And and that affects consumer morale and interest and and brand loyalty and. Again, all those things are are unhealthy for a, a consumer experience because I, I've seen this in sneakers a lot over the last two years, which is like my mental health is not good because of buying shoes. It's stressful <laughs> right. and there's too much bullshit, et cetera, et cetera. Anytime a, a consumer can say that, something is fundamentally broken. Um, you can say we're making money hand over fist and the margins are great and we're selling out 100%. 100%. None of that matters right. if the people you're trying to sell to are going, I'm miserable. And, and oh, that yeah. is that is what is happening in sneakers. And, um, you know, uh, some of these companies are really big and it's like trying to turn the Titanic around. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was interesting in the early days to see the kind of experiments that uh, Artifact was doing. Obviously, they're kind of like AR digital sneakers, bringing them into the metaverse and then getting acquired yeah. by Nike. Um, that caught me totally off guard. I did mm. not, I didn't understand it at first. Um, so I'm wondering if you have kind of any insights into like their progression and, and what that signals and means and why was, Nike wanted to acquire them. Yeah. I was equally as shocked as you. Um, not because they acquired a web three sneaker brand, let's say, um, that's kind of their roots. More yeah. so that when they made the announcement, it was the Nike logo, the Jordan logo, the Converse logo, and the Artifact logo, their blade. Mm. And to me, that, that was mind-blowing. It wasn't like, hey, we, we, we acquired a, a, a cute company, Web3, yada, yada, we're, we're being progressive. Um, it was, here's our fourth brand. <laughs> That's yeah. nuts. Um, yeah. So I give, I give Nike a lot of kudos for taking the plunge, regardless of what um, their incentive was. I think, I mean, one of them is clear um, in the current ecosystem of sneakers, uh, brands of any kind, retailers of any kind, they don't benefit from the secondary market, right? So you create something, um, it sells over and over again, and, and you don't get a piece of that pie. Um, I think I saw the news circulating. I didn't read it in depth, but Nike's at 160 million in revenue through Web3 primary. And I think uh, half of that is 80 million is, is secondary sales um, yeah. of, um, commissions and fees. That's crazy. They didn't, they didn't ship a single product. Um, but uh, obviously, revenue is always important to any, any company, right? Um, uh, at a second point, I think the ability to draw in a new audience into the Nike brand and the Nike ecosystem to create new customers or people who have brand loyalty, um, this was a way to do that. And also an incentive for us, which is like, not everyone's a sneakerhead. You said you're not a sneakerhead. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's not a niche but it's it's a smaller piece than it than most um, consumer spaces, and again, this is an opportunity to widen widen 
um, that audience and, and bring more people into the funnel who are going to be interested in product top down or might come back to Nike. So um, especially from a brand perspective. So I think those were, you know, two of the primary drivers for them. And then obviously innovation, because we look at what Artifacts is doing right now with the Air Force One. I mean, I haven't spent more than $200 on Air Force One in my entire life. Um, yeah. And now I just spent $600 on Air Force One, which is still technically only an NFT that I'm waiting to for them to forge. Yeah. But it, it's just creating a, a new experience. And it's honestly, it's fun. It's, it's, it's interesting, new and fun. Yeah, to be fair, you know, I picked up when Ferocious and Artifact did the, the sneaker drop, I picked up a couple of those. I forged the the punk and the artifact drop and nice. have and have those sneakers and yeah they're sitting in boxes. I don't know what to do with the physical stuff, but I gotta get you know like a, I get a, a nice sick, case. But it's yeah, around. yeah, I gotta get a, like a sick display case. There's plenty um, of those. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean that was cool and it was it was just like very very different. It was really in the beginning where where people were starting to make like the nfts into physical products mm. really before people kind of blew it out of the water with um infinite objects yeah um, well it's 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 interesting like i i obviously believe in in um web3 and, and the metaverse i think we're living it in some capacity right now we just look at it differently like instagram yeah. this, this um zoom video that we're doing right now um but we're still people Right. Like I'm still going to want to touch and feel and smell and hold. And, and um, I think how we do that in a thoughtful way with web three is going to be important. Cause if you're, if people, if, if the vision is just like strap me and plug me in and forget about real life <laughs> or fucking then we're just living in the matrix. And, and, and what is the point of anything that we're living in? Right. Totally. Um, so I think there's going to be going to be balance. And that's why I, I really like the idea of, you know, um, physical and digital and i'm i'm not ever saying digital thank you um, one thank time you I'm gonna say yeah. it, um, physical <laughs> and digital um there's an interesting idea there which is like hey where obviously what we did which is you know wear this sneaker in real life uh, but also hey throw it on your avatar and, and wear it in Fortnite or whatever the hell you're doing um, in whatever yeah. space yeah 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 i feel that uh i mean do you think do you see these items as being interoperable do you think that I would imagine just take, for example, somebody like Nike would want their IP in as many places as possible. Yeah. Um, Cause it's still influencing, right? Um, nice. Yeah. You want people to build a connection with your brand, right? So if we, if we just, if we stay on the artifact um, tracked, Nike obviously wants me to have the, the NFT sneaker, which is going to be tied to the physical, but wear that NFT on my Clonex in whatever virtual world I'm participating in. Again, people are going to see Nikes and that's, you know, they pay for commercials and bus stops, which you could argue are useless, but it reminds you that they exist, right? Yeah. Um, and there's a whole new world of influencers coming up, but at the same time, um, you're going to step out of your house and go, oh shit, that guy's got artifact Clonex um, sneakers on, which I think is um, under underappreciated um, common interests are a great, great way to uh, make connections and make friendships with people, whether that's digital or, or, or physical. And again, fashion and especially sneakers are a form of, of self-expression. And it's, and to me, like when I walk out and I go to a party and everyone's wearing dress shoes and vans yeah. and I see, the, I see the guy in Jordan ones. I'm like, Oh, that's my guy. Cause right. he, you know, he's wearing Jordan ones here whenever, when uh, no one else is except for me. 
And again, I think that's interesting. And that you could say that about a- anything, anything that, that you could wear, hold, bring around, or, or you could see behind me um, in my office, you can kind of tell, you get a look at uh, and a peek into my personality. Yeah. I mean, I, another thing that I, that I totally, totally underestimated is, uh, you know, the, the community aspect and like the, the visual signifier of, of fashion and, and how it relates to identity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people need these cues. They want these cues for social situations. They do want to yeah. know, like, you know, they want that common interest and they want it to be expressed visually. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I go back just like thinking of like the early days of crypto voxels and the things that, people were creating and yeah it's you know it can be wild and crazy but it can also just be as simple as as a pair of shoes and it yeah has i mean been. It, yeah and, and it transfers across across everything right like i i remember it was maybe december of 2021 um i i obviously like what um uh yuga labs is doing i had a mutant ape and i just i got tired of looking at it and I say yeah. that I say that because <laughs> I didn't want my mutant to be my profile photo on social media. I, I didn't feel right. like it represented me. I, I thought it was just weird and and kind of ugly. And he was eating a burger or whatever. And I made the decision to sell that and I buy a doodle. And yep. I bought the doodle because I'm like, okay, I vibe as a person much more with this very simple doodle than I do with this kind of ugly weird looking mutant ape i'm not talking investment advice here i'm just talking like pure aesthetic of how to represent me right as a person i think you know we've seen that with different projects i think that's why nfts um the pfp projects have been so successful um especially last year was it gave everyone a tribe it gave everyone something to be a part of and and something they can attach themselves to and say hey i'm proud to be an x y and z this is this is me and and um i think that's where the best communities have thrived on um, through the NFT projects are the ones who like actually have people who give a shit about let's say the brand or the, or the mission or what they're building versus those who were buying it for um, a, a quick flip. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm holding many, many, many Aquatars. I love um, <laughs> what Micah and, and the Aqua team are building. I don't personally care what floor price it is. I, I'm aligned with the brand and, and the mission statement. And, and that's yeah. why to this day, that's still my, on Twitter profile photo, right? Regardless of if 20 ETH turned into one, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that uh, it's it's a really good point. And I think like uh, something to consider now as we're going through a bit of like a reconciliation period where people mm-hmm. are, at the end of the day, you can only be so many places, yep. right? And maybe people, you know, acquired a, a, you know, more than the places that they can be. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. It's the same yeah. people, right? Like you can only have a hundred relationships or a hundred people you can keep in your circle. Right. I don't even think it's a hundred in real life. I think in real life, it's like 15 or 20. Try keeping a, a close relationship with more than a dozen people. Um, it is yeah. hard, right? Outside of coworkers. And I think on the internet, let's say that rule is a hundred. That's like in one place. Like the, the, the discord fatigue is real, especially when it's, yeah. when it's unorganized. And I think definitely last year, people stretched themselves thin um, trying to keep up with with all these projects, which a lot of people were just throwing shit at a wall. Um, but those projects are almost non-existent at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's just classic crypto bull. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody knows anything. Everybody's throwing money everywhere. Numbers keep going up. And then, oh. uh, yeah. Yeah. 
it's got to unwind. And I'm sure you've you've seen a lot of that. Just I'm sure you see that in sneakers as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's yeah, it's the hype drives, hype hype dies down. It's why it's why I'm I've been much more of a disciplined NFT um, purchaser because yeah, I've I've learned through through sneakers like oh this is a nice sneaker oh I'm gonna buy this for five hundred bucks oh I don't really <laughs> like this oh no it's worth a hundred dollars now <laughs> right <laughs> everything everything that's bought out of hype and speculation um, has a has a has a bottom um, and especially NFTs what we went through. Um, pre this current um, uh, bear market. Yeah, yeah, cool. So maybe you want to talk more about uh, Soul Savvy and, and what y'all are up to there. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, uh, you know, best way to put it is a Web two um, sneaker community. Um, we started the business strictly with um, about a thousand uh, community members in a Slack, just engaging around uh, passion and interest around sneakers. You know, we facilitated how to buy, where to buy, you know, it was kind of a, you know, an insider type of group where, again, we had the knowledge and experience in the industry to direct people in the right way to, to get the product they want, because again, everything was reselling. Um, and we've just been building up from there. So um, currently, we are an end to end sneaker platform. So it starts with community, um, goes to point of sale technology. So how do we help you buy right when it's releasing in the quickest and most efficient way possible? without using a bot. Yep. Um, and then also at the end of the kind of consumer journey, it is, uh, you know, peer to peer marketplace. So you can buy, sell and trade um, all for 0% fees because we're, we're subscription based. I was very big on building a business that, you know, our interests and values were aligned with our customers, what, what they sure. wanted, not, you know, um, any, anything, really anything else. And I, I think subscription is the way to do that. Um, and then, um, you know, we've always wanted to do our own um, sneaker. We, we we tested Dabbled. You can see the the bespoke. It's a custom Jordan one that we did here. In green and white there. Yeah, the green and white one somewhere That's right cool. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was the first project we did. It was we did 325 pairs, bought original Jordan ones, um, ripped off the uppers, and then reconstructed them to our design aesthetic. Um, very very expensive to do. Uh, mm -hmm. That project was 750 uh, USD for a run of uh, 300. So, um, nice. and we, yeah, so we've been kind of experimenting. Um, we designed a sneaker with our community. So 186 members on Slack, got on Slack and a couple of Zooms and we just like workshopped the shoe together. Cool. Um, oh, I actually have it underneath me. Um, and that's what came out of this. Um, nice, this clean. Yeah. yeah. And um, again, uh, uh, a bunch of people who have, who are not sneaker or footwear designers. Um, we used a, a Vibram sole for this. So um, we had a custom uh, paint, not a paint job, um, rubber molding done for this colorway, but I think it came out um, very nice, very impressive. Yeah, I think um, We sold this for 190. And then um, at the same time, we were working on a full custom sneaker, like 100% our own IP, the sole, everything all the way down across um, make it our own. Uh, we worked with two former um, footwear designers at Nike. Took us about a year and we're finally um, shipping, thankfully. And this was our, our first NF NFT project. Um, nice. And I'll, I'll dive and give you a little, the little look um, yeah, around yeah, yeah. the silhouette. Um, this is also, um, you can see the sole is our logo, um, which Shout out to me four years ago. This worked out perfectly when we put the logo together. Um, so it leaves a it leaves a footprint. So dirt, mud, sand, 
um, just even some water on, on cement. It'll leave our logo behind on the ground. Um, right. Yeah, it goes in the dark. So we're very happy with the project. And, and for me, um, kind of, we were talking about, you know, the consumer experience. It, it usually it's, it's, Hey, I bought this thing from you. It ships, it's delivered. Thank you for the money. Goodbye. Hmm. Um, e-commerce has really turned into just a numbers game. How can, how can they optimize and convert and, and sell? And I wanted to do something that was about, uh, again, creating a journey and, um, um, being, having a stronger connection with, with my, with my customer. And that's where hmm. the, the NFT came in. And so you had to mint, uh, mint NFT and, from there is is our actual roadmap, which number one was we're going to give you the physical sneaker sure. um, in that. Um, it includes uh, free socks, uh, a free T-shirt, uh, discounts on clothing and other sneakers in our store, um, a magazine cover that we got for the sneaker. And um, that was phase one of the roadmap. Phase two is is coming up in Q4. We're just trying to get things um, tidied up. But really, it's, again, um, I know what my potentially best or most engaged 723 customers are yeah. from our mint. How do I continue to build on that journey with them and um, reward them and, and learn from them, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, it was, it was a really fun project to do. I mean, look, I think that touches on a very interesting meta trend that we're seeing in an age where you have like Amazon next day delivery, right? And everything is at the touch of your fingertips and you can get whatever any commercial thing. Yeah how do you personalize the product, right? right? How do you get people engaged? How yeah. does it like develop a deeper meaning than just like a box showing up to your door? Um, because I think people are hungry for that. I think they're hungry for story and narrative and, and, and yeah. wanting to be involved. Um, yeah. And they want to feel that, you know, it, that it's, you know, an artisan project in an a, a day and age where everything feels like very sterile and, and, corporate um mm -hmm. so just shout out to you for for recognizing that and um yeah well yeah yeah and i considered everyone who minted the nft as an investment in in what we were building right it was um regardless of eth price then and eth price now um we priced the project to a, a neutral break even yeah. knowing that we would do all these things so for everyone who bought the NFT, by the time, obviously, you know, the sneaker, the magazine, the socks, the, all this stuff happens, you've physically won. Whatever this right. NFT is worth at this point, you've still won. I didn't run off with your money and leave you with a JPEG or, in our case, an MP4. Um, yep. I left you with some some tangible items that are legitimately um, special and were made with the purpose of, of innovation. and. That's the beauty of it. Now we get to we get to do more with these people, and, and I'm super excited for that. Yeah, love that. And then you know, I see the same thing. You just you grow it one by one, like word of mouth. You do good to the people, and it, it just grows naturally. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting though. Um, uh, in the <laughs> in the NFT space, I think we we did the mint uh, sometime in April. And our expectation was to ship late June, uh, early July, but that May, June, July, August stretch, so much happened in this space. I actually had a friend go, hey, someone hit me up and asked if you guys were rugging us for this. I'm like, we're making <laughs> Give us some time. Yeah. We're, making, we're creating things. You know, I'm not rendering 3D sneakers and, and shipping them. I'm literally having these handcrafted, yeah. stitched <laughs> um in every size four through 15 like it, it takes time um but it's just interesting how fast the space moves that four months can feel like oh project is 
we don't know what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, that's actually a really interesting point. Of course, people's like expectations to flip or to profit went from like years to months to days. Yeah. Um, as people just, you know, started pumping more and more yeah. whatever into the market and dangling uh, the carrot in front. So I definitely think we're seeing a, a normalizing of expectations. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a, I had a guy DM me and go, Hey, I think you're doing this all wrong. I minted two and there's no way I'm going to be able to flip it. I'm like, <laughs> uh, thank you for your concern. kind gentleman. <laughs> Um, but I don't give a shit because I didn't, uh, this is a sneaker. This, I like the, t- like the roadmap is very clearly outlined. Um, if you mistook this as a 24 hour investment flip, that's a hundred percent your fault. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that narrative, um, is almost gone at this point. Yeah. Um, because it, it's unhealthy for the space. Um, one for people genuinely wanting to get into it, getting suckered into just crap and, and yeah. potentially losing their money and their investment. And two, for, for real founders um, and people building can have the time and the patience to like execute because it's, it, 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 I've, I've never seen anything like this. If, if venture capital like was like this, we wouldn't have any, any innovation at all. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I'm curious, just, you know, probably last question. Um, how did you, did you see I mean, I think of sneakerheads as very loyal, right? And, you know, definitely there's people in it to make a buck, to flip things. And um, I'm just curious, you know, if you, if you saw us loyalty from this community, desire to continue to, to go uh, and continue with the roadmap. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's a small community, but, you know, just yesterday I, I got two emails around like, hey, super excited. I got my, my first pair. I'm actually holding on to... To, to two more NFTs because um, we, we had said there's, if you do not claim the current sneaker with your NFT, you can still yeah. use it for another claim down the line for other colorways, which which we are doing. We have collaborations in the web two and web three space. So um, it has been interesting to see. And uh, I think the the rest of the sneaker industry is also, um, well, not the rest, but there's, there's different um, companies, big and small, trying to innovate, right? We can say, um, you know, Clyde at sneaker box NFT, the, the mission he's, he's going on and, He's doing a mint of 0.04 and 777. Like he's not trying to do 7,000 at 1.4, right? He's like, he's trying to build his community and I I appreciate that, right? Um, You know, there's, you know, Concepts um, is a really, really big um, boutique retailer for sneakers and they dropped their Freedom Mint um, NFT pass proof of Concepts and now they're doing their first uh, token gated release next it's the ninth, so I think uh, about just under a week from now. Yeah, I mean, just just really cool to see um, different brands and um, companies tapping into a very very passionate um, loyal audience that will. I mean, you can see it in my wall behind me. I have spent. I own sneakers. I love shoes, and and it's an investment for me both personally and. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, personally, it's not a financial investment because I wear everything I have. Um, so it instantly loses its value at that point. Um, but it's just interesting how, how great of an audience it, it can be. And I think also that is why Nike um, did, did the artifact acquisition because two feverish um, fan bases coming together in a, in a very lucrative industry where they saw what the pipeline could look like. Um, and the simple premise of just think about a new sneaker silhouette. Normally, Nike would have to 
you know, uh, stand on the corner somewhere and be like, hey, what do you think of this? Like do like, you know, some Q&A, find some places to get feedback on it, release it two years later, and then it could completely flop. Um, the new the new sneaker uh, release strategy could be do the digital version, um, Freedom Mint, yeah. and see what happens. Does the market uh, like it enough? If, if it gets to a certain trigger, that then you produce it. Like you can use the people to tell you what's good or what's not. Um, without having to spend any money on in, on supply chain and logistically making a sneaker, which is very expensive. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see um, how Nike utilizes Artifact. But so far, I'm I'm impressed and excited I uh, to see what, what, what else is coming down the line. You can find out about Soul Savvy really uh, anywhere on the internet, soulsavvy.com, um, 1V. Uh, and we're at Soul Savvy on all socials. And then myself is at uh, dp 16 uh, 16 dp 16 uh, everywhere as well twitter um instagram and i think that's about where my social media prowess ends i'm not on tiktok um, <laughs> or youtube probably for the better yeah <laughs> um yeah all right i'm colborne bell museum of crypto art uh thank you dp thank you Deminti. um and we're gonna get out of here it was a pleasure thanks for having me yeah cheers bud breaking news 